The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is The Ashholes. Each week, they smoke a different cigar, sometimes the same cigar, but mostly different, and they give their honest impression. They always assign an official Ashholes rating to that cigar. So, pull up a chair, light up, relax, be an Ashhole too. It's very rewarding. Hello and welcome. We're broadcasting live from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is the Ashhole Podcast and we are the Ashholes. Today, <laughs> we will be kicking off the new year with our 2020 Cigar of the Year, the Charter Oak Habano. Uh, before the show, Ed and myself sat down with Nick Melillo. The uh, patriarch of foundation. Always delightful. Always mm-hmm. it is yep. delightful. You're going to get extra helpings of delight today. <laughs> um, and uh, before we dive into that pre-recorded interview, let's just revisit the cigar real quick mm-hmm. and uh, light it up. Brought to you by the uh, hottest brand in the land, Perdomo. Congratulations also to Perdomo Cigars, the 2020 Cigar of the Year. For the Cigar Authority. For the Cigar Authority. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, 10th anniversary Maduro. And uh, we're going to light our cigar today with our Perdomo lighter. Nice. And uh, the cold draw on this? Yes. Uh, golden grams. Golden grams? Yeah. How I mean, it's, it's graham crackers, really, but it's it's sweeter than just graham crackers. Yeah. It's golden grams. I'm starting to light my cigar without cutting yeah. it, guys. I'll click a noob up here. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've all done it. We've all done it. Yeah. I'm when we're ahead idiots, of myself. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know. We talked about it a little bit last week, but this was our cigar of the year. We thought the price was really accessible to everybody. Those who are getting into cigars, it's a great brand to start with. Those who have been smoking are really impressed with uh, really all the lines, but this one in particular is really awesome. Um, and so, you know, obviously for those reasons, we thought this was the uh, Ashhole Cigar of the Year, mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to sit down with Nick Um and he was very educational. Yes, he knows his stuff. Very I mean, educational interview for me, at least. It's been a while since we've had him on, and he's been in the shop and talked to him a few yeah. times. Just he knows his stuff. Very friendly. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. So, uh, without further ado, let's dive into uh, that interview. Okay, we've got Nick Melillo from Foundation Cigars joining us on the Ash Holes because we did name. The Charter Oak Habano, the Ashhole Cigar of the Year. Welcome, Nick. Woohoo! Guys, <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate well, it. Uh, you I know, appreciate it, the uh, the award this year. The yes. big one. You did, um, I think, at one time get uh, accolades from Cigar Aficionado. Was that for value cigar? Yeah, we. Um, that's correct. For, so um, let's see. It's two years. We got Charter Oak got number one best value cigar. Cigar Aficionado and the Wise Man Maduro uh, got number three cigar of the year. Yeah. So this is a huge honor for me. This cigar of the year is a lot like that, only more prestigious, just to set context for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You know, it's it's always nice getting, uh, you know, recognized. I think for me, like the Cigar Aficionado, because I started smoking cigars back in 95. Wow. So at that time, Cigar Aficionado was one of the only, um, but to get recognized, you know, that's what I do. That's what I do it for. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great honor. And, you know, I do agree with them for us. Uh, we don't have any strict criteria, unlike mm-hmm. some of the other, you know, Cigar of the Year lists. 
we're just going with, okay, well, what did we really like? And this just compared well even to some very pricey cigars. Mm -hmm. And it's just at such a price point that it's hard not to pick it for Cigar of the Year. I think, I don't want to tell you this, Nick, but I think it's underpriced at least a couple bucks a stick, maybe more. I hear that. I hear that from time to time. Um, you know, the Charter Oak, the inspiration, the Charter Oak is the symbol of Hartford, Connecticut. So I'm from Connecticut. Um, the Charter Oak is really well known here in the state. I always wanted to create a cigar that was similar to the cigars that my grandfather smoked, my great grandfather's, because Connecticut had a lot of cigar brands, um, like a lot of cities throughout the country, but specifically Connecticut had a lot of great brands and they were always great cigars at a great value. And they all sort of faded away at the end of the nineties due to various reasons. So you know, starting my own company, I saw a great need for a really high quality, tasty cigar in that price range. And that was really the inspiration. And I think we've accomplished that, um, which is great to see. Yeah. And so for the line, you've got the Habano joining a Connecticut. And is that genuine Connecticut? Connecticut? So, yeah. So unfortunately, the Connecticut shade, yeah, we started with Charter Oak with the... Um, the Maduro, which is Connecticut, broadly from right. Connecticut, and the Connecticut Shade. And we just added the Habano line um, this year. So the Shade, unfortunately, is from Ecuador. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, throughout the years, Connecticut Shade sort of has, has really diminished in the Connecticut River Valley because of Ecuador. Right. Um, hmm. They took the seed to Ecuador in the 80s. And since that time... Because of the cloud cover, they don't have to put up what Connecticut was famous for was the cheesecloth tents. Right. right. Um, so it's sort of faded. So there's really maybe 40 acres of Connecticut wow. shade That's being it. grown wow. in the valley. Hmm. Yeah. Oh I don't know gosh. if you guys know. You know, it's interesting because Connecticut shade was actually developed by the Department of Agriculture in the late 1800s. Shade um, was actually in response to the Dutch selling Sumatra wrapper in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. So in Indonesia, Sumatra, a lot of the fields were being grown under the cover of jungle. So they were getting a lot of shade and it was producing a very thin, silky, mm -hmm. smaller vein leaf. Mm -hmm. That was really killing the Connecticut tobacco market at the time was just broadleaf and Cuban seed. So in response, the Department of Agriculture started actually developing uh, different seed varieties, and they, they took uh, broadleaf, Sumatra, and Cuban seed and merged them together, and that created Connecticut shade. And in response, someone said, let's put cheesecloth tents over the fields hmm. so we can mimic the conditions of Sumatra. Interesting. Connecticut shade became so big, you know, up until the 50s, it just grew and grew. And it's interesting because in the 80s, the Dutch took the seed to Ecuador. There was always cloud cover. If you go during growing season in Ecuador, there's always this very thin layer of clouds. So that acted mm -hmm. as the shade. And since that time, it sort of diminished um, to where down now. So unfortunately, it's, it's not Connecticut so shade. 
Well, so, but the broadleaf is what we can't keep in stock. Yeah, how yeah. there's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> right. What's your estimate on the number of acres of broadleaf still being grown in Connecticut? So broadleaf, the demand for broadleaf is through the roof right now. Right, right. Uh, we're actually at a really big spike, and what what a lot of people don't know is that's a lot of that is driven by the mass market in machine made cigars, hmm. which is a whole story. Um, <laughs> Because there's a, a, a couple of machine-made volume cigars that use that. And then also on the premium side, the demand is way up. I would say there's around probably four to 5,000 acres of broadleaf. Right, and that, and that is expanding a little bit. Okay. Um, Ed, this is the first time in like 20 years that I've seen actually barns being built uh, in Connecticut. Barns being repaired. One of the issues... Uh, sometimes it's not necessarily the land, it's actually the barn infrastructure, hmm. which is crucial in the curing. You need the barns if you're going to grow broadleaf tobacco or right. any cigar tobacco. Right. Right. So the barns, you know, they're close to $100,000 wow. per barn. So a lot of that infrastructure is being, a lot of the old barns are being redone. Um, but you know, over the years in general, a lot of the land up in the Valley has been sold off, you know, next to my office in the Valley up the street, Amazon built a million square feet, but you know, that used to be all tobacco fields. So some people have gotten out of it, but some people are actually investing and growing now because the demand for broadleaf is so great. Okay. So interesting. So the, uh, shade seeds we're taken to Ecuador. Where are people taking broadleaf seeds these days to try try to grow? We tell you, this is I've never seen broadleaf being grown in more countries again in the past twenty years than it is now hmm. because of the the um, we haven't been able to supply completely the market. The seed has been taken to Honduras, Nicaragua, um, Mexico. Uh, it's hmm. being grown in. Wisconsin, Maryland. Uh, I think they're experimenting it with it overseas in in Ecuador also, and 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 Indonesia Massachusetts. And yeah, Massachusetts <laughs> also. Yeah, Massachusetts gets overlooked a lot, mm-hmm. um, but the River Valley extends. Right, it, it used to almost extend up into Vermont. Uh, I mean, New Hampshire and Vermont, but over the years, it's closer to the Connecticut kind of side of uh, the valley in Massachusetts, but mass is still growing. Based on what you have seen, what region do you think is seeing the most success with growing the broadleaf? I think you you have some successes, but the the, the difficult part is the soil, right, in Connecticut. This is what makes Connecticut unique in all the growing regions for that matter, right? Is, is the soil. And Connecticut is unique because if you look at cigar tobaccos, they're prominently grown in volcanic soil. So Nicaragua is most active volcanoes in Central America. The Ring of Fire extends into Honduras, Cuba, Dominican, Indonesia. They all have some sort of volcanic soil. Connecticut soil is due to the glacier receding about 15,000 years ago. So we actually talked about this uh, a number of years ago. The glacier receded. At first, it left a lake called Lake Hitchcock. Then it left the Connecticut River, right? So 
It was a lake, then receded down to the Connecticut River, which is 406 miles long. If you go to a map and you look to the northeast corner of New Hampshire, very, very northeast corner and to the border of Canada, you'll see two lakes, Lake Connecticut 1 and Lake Connecticut 2. That's in the (laughs) northeast corner of Connecticut. That's where it starts and then empties into the Long Island Sound. When it passes through the north of Harford, it left 30,000 acres of this very sandy loam loam soil, which we call. So it's like the lake bed kind of filtered in this area up into Massachusetts also. And it left this very sandy loam soil. What does that mean for tobacco? What happens is, is there's so much sand before you get to clay that Mm -hmm. the sand acts as a natural filter of water. So the water goes deep. The tobacco plant roots are looking for water. So it's Mm. going deep into the ground before it latches onto the clay, Mm. which is producing really thick, heavier cigar, cigar like tobaccos. Mm. Um, So. I don't know if I'm answering your no, question you are. at all right now. Very interesting. Sorry, I went off on a big tangent. No, no. no. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got two big things, right? You've got climate and soil. So how much Right. How so, much can you yeah. compensate with, I mean, a lot of uh, growers now so are looking at soil science, right? So, so looking in Nicaragua, like, for example, some of the broadleaf, you're getting really low yields because the soil does have more of that clay, thicker black mm-hmm. soil. So you're not getting the water distribution. And what's happening is you're, you're facing a number of difficult challenges, such as black shank in the field, mm-hmm. different diseases that are due to more of a moisture content. So, you know, a lot of this expansion into other countries is really driven by, again, the mass market. So a lot of these tobaccos are not even are not even for the premium handmade. This is the reason people are going to these other countries is because the mass market, you know, the volumes that they deal with. And unlike the premium market, excuse me, they can't deal with out of stock inventory. It's all different distribution change, a chain and everything. So they're desperately, you know, looking for other tobacco growing regions. Pennsylvania has been one of the big regions where they've, really increased and gotten a lot of, you know, volume that they yeah. needed. Right. Now, the Pennsylvania broadleaf is a different varietal, though, right? It is. There's a number of different seed varieties growing in there. Um, traditionally, to me, in my opinion, it was a little bit more rustic, a little bit more gritty. Mm. Um, it depends on what seed variety they're growing. They were trying different yeah, uh, different styles. Um, and I think some the, of it, the Pennsylvania is yeah. missing a, a lot of the inherent sweetness. And that's, ha- that's has crucial. A, yeah. A more mineral flavor to it. And I'm not saying that's bad. It's just very different. That, that's yeah. You hit it. You hit it correctly. Yeah. That's the same kind of uh, that's that's my opinion. Also, it's definitely more minerally. And broadleaf has just got that natural earthy sweetness. Um, that again is difficult to grow the same because yep. of the soil. So, would you see potentially uh, for the mass market some of that moving overseas, and then you could get Connecticut more dedicated to higher end cigar products? Hope so. I, mean, <laughs> I hope so. I think that would be you know because the mass market consumer is 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 less. Um, I think. 
uh, into the flavor profiles or, and there's a lot of flavoring agents that are being used and it's being right. used for smoking other things. So, and, um, I think that's been happening with Pennsylvania. You know, a lot yeah. of people you see just broadly being used yeah. and they'll neglect to, you know, show where it's coming from. So I think that's happening. I hope it kind of happens. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, I forget which manufacturer, but they specifically marked the wrapper as USA Broadleaf. We didn't we we smoked. Yeah, something we smoked like, one. I can't with remember which USA it was, Broadleaf. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still yeah. It could be Pennsylvania or Connecticut. <laughs> right, right. Um, the other challenge, which complicated this whole situation even more, was three years ago was the rainiest Connecticut in fifty years. Wow. So the crop was was hit hard by rains mm. that it was probably at the point of peak uh, demand for the wrapper. So that caused a lot of challenges. Yeah. You know, this year we have to get through August. You know, our growing season is is April seedbed start. September's harvest. Mm -hmm. We have this short period of time. And in the summer, you know, the heat starts building up. And in August, you have a tremendous amount of tropical storms. Sometimes you have hailstorms, tornadoes. Right. Right. So it's really, we're, we're trying to dodge a lot of bullets in August. And this year we had a tropical storm that went through. Right. We had some wind damage. Um, so... All yeah. right, so we need to get you up here at some point to continue this conversation, but... Yes. Uh, love to. Um, love to. I just wanted to call attention to one more thing. Nick, uh, you, you're you kind of talking about this mass market, this expanding market, and you guys have a pretty major anniversary coming up. Is that... Yes. We just hit it. Five-year anniversary. Five years. So we just... It, so it was actually officially in October was okay. the first time we started shipping... Um, my debut release, which is the Wawense, the blue label here. I can't figure out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> somewhere over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we ended up releasing, I did a special 20 count, uh, four and three quarters by 60 perfecto, uh, as our five year anniversary cigar. It was a tough release because of everything that's happening in the world. You know, usually yeah. we'll show, the new products at the trade show in July right. and hope to be shipping in September. Um, things were really slowed down this yeah. year. So I made the difficult decision. We didn't have a lot of boxes ready that were done. Um, but I said, I want to start shipping them in 2020. So we had a very limited amount. We're hoping to continue shipping throughout this first quarter to try to get caught up. Um, but the, uh, the response has been really flattering. That's, that's awesome. So well, that's uh, congratulations to you for that too. That's Thank you. The, the first major milestone, yep. right? <laughs> awesome. I don't know where the past five years went. <laughs> right. It's a blur. All right. Uh, anything else you want to pitch? <laughs> you know, again, I, I say, uh, if you visit foundation cigars, YouTube, we did a great 10 minute, um, uh, time-lapse seed to cigar video. So you can really see, I hadn't awesome. seen anybody do a time-lapse of the whole process. Mm, so awesome. it literally starts with seeds in my hand and brings you wow. to the packaging of a box. So oh, that's so there's cool. some really cool parts. Yeah. You can see the tobacco curing in the curing barns, turning from green to yellow to brown, the plants growing in the field. Awesome. Um, so it's kind of a cool video to and check out. Yeah. Um, most most people have, have short attention spans, so it's good for that. It yeah. just gets you right through the whole thing. 
Yeah, it's it's still ten minutes. I did do a short, I think a two minute version for those <laughs> that you know really don't have an attention span. But the ten minute process, you know, just it's got some really nice music set to it. It nice. kind of really flows and changes. So it keeps your attention. So I know yeah. we don't have time today, so we can't hit on music with you because that's a whole different topic <laughs> for you. But check out, I mean, if you're on our YouTube, check out the music video we shot. In, cool. We shot a hip hop music video <laughs> uh, in Nicaragua, in the fields, on the factory floor. It's called Foundation by friends of mine, uh, married couple who call themselves the Reminders. Nice. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the music video, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's absolutely. pretty cool because you can see the factory, you can see the fields, and yeah. And they can. That's what I love about uh, Foundation. We get our music, we get some art, and we get great cigars. There it is. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you know, I got to compliment the blends with the proper, <laughs> you know, the proper art. You know, you got to compliment them. Oh, good stuff. All right. Well, Nick, we really appreciate you joining us. A uh, little brief, but we want to, uh, once we get past all of our pandemic, get you back up to the studio. Yes. I would love to. It is the nicest studio I've ever been in. It is pretty swanky. So I it would, is. I would love to come hang out with you guys. We'll have to make it happen. Well, we just want to say congratulations again. Cigar of the Year. Thanks, that is That is awesome. The Asheville Cigar of the awesome. Year. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, Nick. Appreciate and, uh, you guys. Thanks. Thanks again. Happy New Year. And uh, thanks to all your listeners. And I hope to see you guys again. We can talk more tobacco. Yes. <laughs> all right. I'll bring my I'll bring my Connecticut uh, PowerPoint presentation next time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. All right. All right. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right, guys. All right. Cheers. Only Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive mouth-watering flavors of the Corojo 99 and the Criollo 98 seeds, cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf different than any other tobacco in the world. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganor Salif. Hello, cigar aficionados. This is Klaus Kellner from Davidoff Cigars. I invite you to taste the elements with Davidoff Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. From water comes originality. Savor the sweet and spicy originality of the Davidoff Escurial tobaccos born by the rains of Bahia, Brazil. From fire comes intensity. Enjoy the bittersweet aromas and fiery intensity of the Davidoff Nicaragua. From earth comes complexity. Taste the earthy flavors and complex spices that are unique to the red soil of the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. Only Davidoff Master Blenders could take the power of nature and blend it into a range of exceptional cigars. Each element making each cigar a unique experience. Water, fire, earth. Flavors that have risen from the very world itself. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Davidoff Cigars. Cigar adventures to a wider world. Looking for a mild cigar? Don Rafael is just that. Solidly constructed and it offers up a mellow experience that holds a ton of universal appeal. 
This is just one of the reasons for Don Rafael's enormous success. Looking to get your friend into smoking cigars? The Don Rafael cigar is absolutely the right choice. The brand originally set out to outdo the competition, but for the price, there is no competition. You can't beat Don Rafael, it outsells them all. Don Rafael can be enjoyed any time of the day, all day, and cigar after cigar. The Don Rafael has a smooth, mellow aroma that will not linger. Draped in a seamless golden brown Connecticut wrapper, Dominican long fillers, and a Dominican binder complete the blend. Expect earthy notes with some hints of cedar throughout. And as far as quality everyday blends go, for a mild cigar smoker, it doesn't get more satisfying than this. Remember this, Don. Don Rafael. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head and value, value, value. There are a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what you do expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take a journey. And we're back live in the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And we are smoking the Charter Oak Habano, our cigar of the year. Yes. And if you uh, don't already follow us on social media, find us on Facebook as The Ash Holes, on Twitter at The Ash Holes, and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. Uh, if you're new and just listening, hit that subscribe button or come see us live sometime. We love our live audience. We have a we live do. audience <laughs> member today. And we're so excited to see him. Um, just wanted to highlight our smoke lineup of the week. This is the first place of the month. I'm sorry to see it. It'll be posted on Facebook and Instagram later, but, uh, this is our lineup. We're going to do the Agonorsa leaf, uh, Connecticut, uh, next week we'll do the Toscano Doicento, mm-hmm. uh, the week after and we'll wrap up January with a Lagiana Maduro. So if you want to smoke along with us, grab those and, uh, and I like that Maduro. Oh my gosh. Nice I know mild. it's amazing. Yeah. I, I tell people that's a really true Maduro experience because the filler from the natural is exactly the same. Yep. You're just getting a properly yeah. made Maduro and you get a little bit of sweetness off that wrapper. It is amazing. I love it. Good stuff. So, um, I think. It's time for uh, today's top five, and I'm really excited about this one personally. Yeah, you've been doing talking it up a lot. I know. I'm excited for this one. Aloha. Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. 
And now, here's today's top five list. <laughs> she saw me trying to look I at think, her paper. I think I was trying to peek. So, today's top five is <laughs> top five trivia questions Sarah thinks Ed and Aaron should know. I guess Ben well, can weigh in, too. All right. So, we can do this as a team. Yes. We just have to, between us, get it's all totally five. random. I looked up 100 trivia questions, <clears throat> and I wrote them down. All right. Because um, I just want to see how smart you guys are, you know. <laughs> well, prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the first one. Um, which two U.S. states don't observe daylight saving time? Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay. One. 50%. Um, and the other one is like, it's probably something weird like Utah or See, I knew Arizona. North Dakota or ben something like that. Uh, I know Arizona off the top of Is it head, Indiana? No. Indiana does something weird. Isn't there one savings? city in Indiana, I think, that doesn't, <laughs> or something stupid? Yeah, there's something weird like yeah. that with Indiana. Okay. Mm. Do you want me to give you the answer? You got 50% of it. I'm already impressed. I didn't know this other one when I read it. I knew Arizona, but I didn't know there was a second. Okay. It was Hawaii. Hawaii. Which kind of oh. makes sense. That does make total you know, sense. They're kind of way out What difference does it make to that? Nobody knows right? what time it is in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, and it's not like you're crossing state lines and go anywhere, you know? Right. It doesn't matter. So, for number two, what was the first toy to be advertised on TV? I feel like Ed should know, or yeah, Ed should know this one. First toy. Yes, yeah. back back no, when TV no, came out, Ed, you know, you know when no. that was. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> this was when you were like a kid, right? Oh, it's got to do be with um, the, the cowboy. Uh, what's it called? Um, Roy Rogers. Yeah, or like Howdy Doody time or something like that. Um, Ed, you can or Ben, not. you cannot be googling over there. I'm not googling okay. that <laughs> on TV. So let's see. Advertising would have been 50s, thinking mm. when they would start advertising on TV, early 50s. You're gonna you're gonna laugh when you hear it. it it's probably so. You, you think of toys that came out then. It's probably dangerous then. Probably not. Is it still around? Is I think so. I had one as a kid. <clears throat> so it was a toy in Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'm just thinking of the time range. It yeah, works out perfectly. It was. So it was like, are you so, Googling like it? Get out of here. Like, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> I literally have my mail. Okay. My Facebook. You're close. And yeah. IMDb open. Okay. Ed knows why. And only Ed knows yeah. why. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on the right path. My guess then is it's got to be Mr. Potato Head. It was Mr. Potato Oh, wow. wow. I've seen. <laughs> I'm looking through your search history. Yeah, I wouldn't have done Maybe that, I don't yeah. want to do that, actually. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, it was Mr. Don't. Potato Head. One huh. for Ben. Surprising. Yeah. It's not a competition. but It was a real potato back then. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and you just stuck stuff in the real potato. All right, number three. What is the capital of Thailand? <laughs> Aaron, if you say it, Ed's going to do it. I'm not saying it. <laughs> is that Mr. Jonathan's favorite? <laughs> Bang. No. What is it? Bang. Bangkok, yeah, Bangkok, Bangkok, yeah. yeah. I mean, any any boy that went to grade school yeah. knows the capital. <laughs> Who's gonna tell you? Know. you know. Top five Bangkok, oh, gotcha. You take a step back. Sarah <laughs> believes you guys should know that. So we do. <laughs> All right. Too well. This one, I think I knew from childhood, but I forgot it. Mm. So number four, what is the tiny piece at the end of a shoelace called? And I was gonna God, say I used to know this. No, no, that's the it's it's oh it's let. the is it an ing? And I knew it too. It's it's like a five letter word, isn't it? <laughs> you 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 weren't it, it too far. With an I, right? you, it's like, mm, you no. weren't too far off with the the name. There's a Phineas and Ferb episode about this. If that helps mm. anybody. Oh, it's like yeah, it's like until my tongue is going to be here and be like, that's it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter right now because Bruce had a good comment. 
Well, what did what Bruce is, say? My what? dog ate my Mr. Potato Head parts, and I found Mr. Shithead in the yard later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those words, like, if Agli- I read it... Yes. Uh, yes, Who there it that? is. I knew it was... Chris Morris for the win. There Chris we go. Morris. Like, I was tip my tongue. Like, Chris Morris. If I read the word, I'd identify yeah. it. You, I, yeah, what'd I was, you say? I said eyelet. Yeah, it was yeah, very close. You were close. Yeah. Aglet. All right. There we go. Number five. What state has a college team entering the 2020 College Football National Championship and a pro team entering the playoffs? That's Ohio. I'm going to shoot somebody. <laughs> Well, point your gun away from here. Yeah. yeah. And, and are these really what, trivia questions? This is this like, is a definitely 100% a, an actual trivia question. And this is right now, like... Yes. Could you even call it trivia if it's Carl Dude, just, ben, You, you almost no had way, it. You, you kind of no said it. There's no way the Browns could be in the playoffs, right? No, they are. Or Ohio State. What? What's your answer then? And it's uh, we're talking about college sports. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the college Kansas with yeah. all those pro Kansas, teams. Huh? Wrong. Well, it can't be Ohio because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to submit your final answer? Yeah, we'll go Ohio. That's correct. Yeah. You're so smart, Ed. And you know, when you That's said we correct. were going to do trivia questions, like if anything was Ohio, we're going to rip into you. Yeah, they said <laughs> so. they said if anything has to do with Ohio, or new girl, I'm in trouble. Then. Or new girl. <laughs> or new I wasn't girl. going to throw that one on you, but... I do feel like that's awesome. That's called playing the man. A <laughs> little bit. A little time. bit. Um, yeah. So, you know, not it to awesome. make this a sports podcast, but. <clears throat> it's not delightful, Ohio State, but it's That awesome. is so delightful. I don't, did you watch? You didn't watch the game. I'm not even going to no. ask you that. <laughs> no. It was an awesome game. Um, it was a little bit of poetic. The targeting call against Clemson was poetic. The interception thrown by Trevor Lawrence as his last play. Mm. is his career was a little poetic based on last year's game. And I'm just super pumped that Ohio is represented. So right it now. wasn't really a football game. It was a poem. Oh, it was football. I think it, it was, it was, like it was, ro- it was definitely romantic. <laughs> I was falling in love. I, it was, it was awesome watching it on a laptop. It was exciting. So yeah, they, won't play, they won't play it on TV. Ed, it was a poetry here. slam. <laughs> a slam. <laughs> a little bit. It was a slam. It was. And then, you know, Browns, that's kind of cool. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't follow pro as much, but as delightful as that is, <laughs> I've got the real delightful Subject news. Change. Fine. Are you tired of the news claiming the end of the world? Yes. It goes something like this. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, I get the point. Well, it's time for some delightful news. Brought to you by Cuban Delight Cigars. As a young boy, Jose Hernandez (laughs) picked fruits and vegetables alongside his family. We spent nine months in California, three months in Mexico, but those nine months I went to three different school districts, he explained. Yeah, I mean, the bus ride would be long from Mexico to California. (laughs) When he was 10, Jose told his dad he wanted to be an astronaut. So his father laid out a five-part recipe for success. NASA rejected me not once, not twice, not three times, but 11 times. It wasn't until the 12th time that I got selected, he said. Hernandez would blast off with the crew of the space shuttle Discovery in 2009. Hard work and perseverance and not being afraid to dream big, he said. 
Next year, Netflix will begin production on a film about Jose Hernandez's life and journey into space. And that's just delightful. It is delightful. Okay. Uh, what? I mean, Are you talking? Nah. That's cool for him, I guess. Yeah, whatever. That's what fine. 11, 11 times. It, it sounds made up. I mean, Jose well, Hernandez. Like the, obviously, it, like it was the 12th time. I'm sorry. It was the 12th time. That is so awesome. That's perseverance. That's. Yeah. No, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> He's an astronaut. You can't. When, you know what? I mean, when you're he did an astronaut, it over and over or something over before that, he, like, or he, he just sh- kept writing in. Or he something. straight up Andy Dufresne these people, and they were like, "Fine, put him on a spaceship. Like that's fine." <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. He did not Andy Dufresne them. Andy Dufresne only attempted to escape once, and he you was don't successful. know what I'm, I'm talking about. The letters about <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, library the letters to the library, in, and he got it done. Yeah, that's fine. That you don't. You didn't get the reference then. No, no, I got the reference. It was about the books, and then yeah, once they approved it, oh, I'm going to write two letters every time. Yeah, I know. No, I get it. I got it. Okay. Obscure movie reference guy. Not obscure. That's fair. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is if far If you call that obscure, obscure, you don't know what you're talking That's about. That's fine. Yeah. Should have won the Academy Award instead of that dumb movie. What won that year? I don't know. <laughs> Garbage. Ben knows what won, and he knows that that's part of my deep-seated anger. Was it Forrest Gump? Yes. Yeah. That was also Ed a great movie. Ed hates Tom Hanks. Yes. Ed he hates, hates everything. You cannot use that as a litmus <laughs> test for... For something. It eats everything. <laughs> yeah, but he names this one. So. Yeah. That's fair. Fair. All right, guys. We were revisiting this cigar. Yeah. Uh, our cigar of the year, the Trotero Cabano. Do you like it as much the second time? Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, it's got quite a bit of natural sweetness, but mm. then you're also getting some spice from yep. the Habano wrapper. Yeah. So very sweet spicy, and yeah. spicy. I, I love I love this cigar. Um I think I smoke it weekly now. Mm. After it, it got well, when we have I it, smoke it, it moves pretty personally. fast. Um, but it's it's <laughs> just <so> awesome. <laughs> you know, when we were talking about cigar of the year, one of the things that we loved about this was the price point, and mm. I just think it's accessible to everybody. I think it's something that seasoned smokers enjoy. New you have no excuse enjoy. not to try it. Yeah, mm. if yeah. you haven't tried it yet, this is your this is me telling you. This is the mm. Ashles telling you. All, Get a all three wrappers in the. Charter Oak line are great mm-hmm. value. Do a side by side. They're they're a great price. Yeah. Do all three. Yep. You know, figure out which one you like the most. Um, but I'd say let's rate this, but we already did in Yeah, October. we did. It, I, I'm gonna rate it as Cigar of the Year. Yeah. All That's right. my official rating, Cigar of the Year. So all right, folks. Well, that is it for today. Uh, you know the drill. If you've got the foundation cigar, post it to Facebook and Instagram, tag us and hashtag the brand. Uh, we'll post the lineup for January after the show today. And until then, you have been listening to the Ashholes broadcasting live from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We'll see you next Tuesday. Expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.